This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We give you all the viral stories that are just about to drop. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. If you keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and you're never gonna stop, then please, oh please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. From stupid songs and dances, all the cultural advances, we will cover them from bottom to the top. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please, I promise you'll appease our please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. Hi, I'm EJ Dixon. And I'm Brittany Spanos. Welcome to Don't Let This Flop. A podcast about internet culture. Do you know what happened this week? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. I can... (laughs) Can't (laughs) tell you. Here's what I could... Well, we were both, like, busy working on, like, big stories, but um, here's here's what I could glean just from, like, a cursory look at, like, my Apple News. There was, like, horrible news from Russia about the Russian army killing lots of innocent civilians. I know Republicans were protesting Disney... And accusing them of being pedophiles over "Don't Say Gay," um, Bobby Rydell died, which was very sad for me. Did Rest you ever watch Bye Bye Birdie as a kid? Um, probably. I know him. I know that, like you know, Rydell High from Greece. That was the first thought I had when I saw that he died. Was that yeah, Rydell High, Rydell High from that. Greece. Um, he was in Bye Bye Birdie. I got a lot of bisexual panic from him and Anne Margaret kissing um, <laughs> in that movie, which I watched like nonstop. Anyway, this week sucked, yeah. but it has been a banner week for straight people. So much news from the straight people. So much news. So They're much. doing all sorts of crazy things. Like maybe too much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> but also like, thank you for offsetting the horrors of the world. Yeah. And it's good for us. It's good. It's great for us. We happen to have a segment called Straight People on our podcast. So we decided to dedicate an entire episode to the straight people this week because honestly, like they don't get nearly enough of a voice on yeah. an everyday <laughs> basis. People are more and more people are saying, What about the straight people? <laughs> so many people are saying it. <laughs> straight people. Okay, let let's start with um Let's start with the straight people that are foremost on my mind, which is yeah. um, Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny Balwani. You've been watching The Dropout, right? Yes. I just finished it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, especially because I had already, like, I remember The Dropout and then the Jennifer Lawrence version of the story were announced around the same time. And I had already hedged my bets that, like, the Jennifer Lawrence version was going to be better. Like, I was like, I, I could see Jennifer Lawrence play Elizabeth Holmes, but... Amanda Seyfried, she freaked it. She did it. She did what she, she needed killed to do. It. She, she had that just nasty looking hair, that deep voice down, just down. It was it was good. Here at Theros, we are developing new technology. <clears throat> Here at Theros, we are developing new technology. New technology is. I mean, we're we're gonna talk. This is gonna come up throughout the segment because it was like foremost on my mind throughout watching the show. But they really cast like among the two hottest people alive as two of the grossest people alive. But yes. they sold it. 
They sold it. Yeah. I know. It's very funny looking at pictures of Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny Balwani in real life and then watching the show. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, well, at least, you know, they got everything right else. (laughs) <laughs> they they should be very happy, honestly. Like, yeah. I I read somewhere that Elizabeth Holmes was watching the show and, like, wasn't happy with her portrayal. And I'm like, why? I would be so honored that someone so much hotter than me was cast. Exactly. If somebody cast Jennifer Aniston as me, even if it was, like, a really offensive portrayal, like, an, even if it was, like, an actively, like, anti-Semitic yeah. portrayal and I was, like, being portrayed as, like, a, a peddler and, like, a 4chan yeah. meme, I would be thrilled about it. I request that Zendaya plays me in a film. Like, I'm, this is my open request. I think that's good casting, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we're both biracial. That's about mm-hmm. it. That's, a, that's all I got. But anyway, I mean, most of the straight people we talk about are, like, hapless and fun and problematic in a cute way. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They're like a dog in front of a mirror who barks at his reflection. Um, but Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny Balwani truly make all other straight people look bad. They sully the name of heterosexuality. When someone puts a penis into a vagina, they should think of Sonia Bellwani and Elizabeth Holmes and frankly be ashamed of themselves. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if you're not watching The Dropout, it's the Hulu adaptation of the ABC podcast about Elizabeth Holmes, who is the disgraced CEO of Theranos. Um, Theranos claimed to revolutionize blood testing technology with these devices that just, like, didn't work. Um, They just aired the finale last night. The series is great. Um, Amanda plays Elizabeth Holmes. Naveen Andrews from Lost plays Sonny, who is her Svengali older boyfriend by 20 years, who also worked at Theranos, who was apparently just as much of a dick as Elizabeth, if not more so. Um, They're really good in it, but I want to pay special attention to their relationship because it's really weird. They so so weird. They met when she was 18 and he was 37. They were on a language immersion trip to Beijing, the way they sort of portray it in the show, which felt very real to me, is that, like, Elizabeth tried, like, just had no social skills and, like, couldn't connect with anybody her own age. And Sonny was, like, so much older. He had just made a lot of money off selling his third-rate software company. And he sort of stuck out, like, a sore thumb, and they kind of bonded based on their outcast status. They were both taking the the course seriously where it seemed like every, like it's, that seems very sort of like real life where you have like the one person who's like, they're taking the like study abroad course very seriously. And then everyone else is just like, I came here to like party and hang out, you know, like I was like, that's a, that's a real, that's a real thing. But ever since meeting in Beijing, they were together for like 12 years and no one at Theranos knew. They just thought he was some random old advisor. He was, like, wandering around. Um, And there are all these texts that came out in her trial. Have you read these texts? Uh, Yes. The texts are so deeply embarrassing to me. Like, if I... If any of... If I had texted someone the way that Elizabeth Holmes had texted Sonny, and that was leaked in a court, in a... Just a full-on public legal battle, I would just... I don't even know. I would literally change my name. I would go into witness protection program. No one would hear from me again. Do you want to read some? I, I compiled a few... Choice selections. Okay. My love and devotion to you will lift your heart, missing you in every breath and in every cell. World is so beautiful because of you. There is no love for me like yours, which is why it's hard to breathe without your, or where it's hard to breath without Mm -hmm. your breath near me. (laughs) To which Elizabeth would often respond, ditto. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so weird. It's so weird. But there is like a very, 
like that's very funny, but like there is a very dark side to this in that during her trial, Elizabeth has alleged that Sonny was abusive and controlling and assaulted her, which he very strongly denies. They sort of hint at it in yeah. the show. Yeah, because um, he's like, I mean, they're both awful managers, but what you get from the show is that like Elizabeth is awful in the sense where she's just like detached and like kind of has a lot of people do her dirty work for her with her employees, where Sonny was like in the labs, like screaming at people and like just being insane. Yeah. Really volatile. Yeah. It seems like they both really got off on controlling people in different ways. Um, And they loved being weird and paranoid and secretive. Yeah. Um, And and green juice. Don't forget about the green juice. Loved green juice. There's one absolutely appalling scene where it seems like they're going to be exposed. And um, Elizabeth lowers all the curtains in her office and does this sexy dance to How to Love by Lil Wayne in front of Sunny. And she's wearing her stupid puffer vest and her green juice. And, like, I've never seen an Ari Aster movie because I hate horror movies, but, like, I imagine this is on par <laughs> with it. Yeah. Like, truly it's terrible. Uh, I, yeah. Just a really chilling scene. You had a lot of moments that didn't last forever. Now you in a corner trying to put it together. Had a love. Prior to Elizabeth Holmes's trial, I remember there was very briefly a period where people were, like, semi-ironically worshipping her for being a girl boss. And, like, encapsulating all the qualities of corporate millennial feminism. And I was a little worried because of how hot Amanda Seyfried and Naveen Andrews are, even though he wears this little prosthetic fake belly, like, <laughs> in the show that honestly should get a credit of its own. Like, <laughs> I I was a little worried that um, that would happen, like, with their relationship. Because it is very, like, I, I feel like somebody who is younger and not super experienced um, with romantic relationships could look at it and sort of see it as, like, two twisted souls, you know, yeah. doing their dirty work together kind of thing. But I haven't really seen that. Like, I haven't no. seen any, like, Wattpad fan fiction romanticizing it. Um, Me neither. I feel like it's just, like, Elizabeth Holmes sucks so bad, you know? Yeah. I think it's hard to, like, romanticize how awkward and fried her hair is. <laughs> <laughs> I have read so many think pieces about why her hair was so bad. Yeah. And I never noticed her hair was bad. It looked normal. It, it looks awful. No, like I went toupee. to Jewish summer camp. How how could I know? <sighs> EJ. How could I know? Rough. I spent years straightening my hair and having it look yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't have, I'm not educated enough in hair I maintenance. Mean, the only thing that the show reminded me is that Naveen Andrews is so hot. Oh my God. He's so like, not fucking in the show. I mean, in the show, like whatever, like his face, it's like hard to hide how hot he is. Like it's yes. really, you can't do anything to him to like make him look ugly. Like he's just like a hot person. Her too. And Sunny Sunny Belwani looks like a toe. Like <laughs> in so real gross. life, he looks like a toe. And so I was like, I literally was watching the show and I was like, huh. It's I like I was like, I don't know what Sunny Belwani looks like. Like I just like genuinely don't think I've ever absorbed a photo of him. And I Googled it and I was like, this is a toe. And you have Naveen Andrews, who's like one of the hottest men alive. I mean, these two represent the worst qualities of heterosexuals. Bad dancing, an obsession with self-optimization, a love for corporate intrigue, and also a love for puffer vests and green yeah. juice. Um, and I will really miss the show. It's by far the best of the scammer dramas. And I will particularly miss William H. Macy with, a, I think, a prosthetic forehead, right? Like, that definitely has to be prosthetic. It has to be, or at least, like, a some sort of, like, bald cap situation. Anyway, I could fix William H. Macy, I think. Yeah. I, I could fix that character. 
I can make all the rage go away. <laughs> I don't want to fix any of them, but I do want to make out with Naveen Andrews. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he needs to be fixed. But speaking of men that women think they could fix, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker maybe got married, but also didn't. After the Grammy, mm. she posted a bunch of photos on Insta of them acting lovey-dovey in Vegas. And of course, there had been like some like TMZ reports from sources like right after that were just like, Courtney and Travis went to a chapel and they got married and they had a marriage license, blah, blah, blah. But in the caption, she truly proved that she's in her ninth grade emo queen phase and wrote, found these in my camera roll once upon a time in a land far, far away, Las Vegas at 2 a.m. After an epic night and a little tequila, a queen and her aunt, her handsome king ventured out to the only open chapel with an Elvis and got married with no license. Practice makes perfect. She's so embarrassing. <laughs> how, how old is she? Like 42? I know. I was kind of just like, I was like, just get married. What you the know? fuck are they doing? Literally, like, what, I, what are they doing? I was like so excited when I saw, like, when I first saw the initial reports that were just like, they got married in Vegas. I was like, that's so cute. I love a Vegas wedding. I'm a sucker for an elopement. That mm-hmm. is my dream wedding. Get married in Vegas. No one there. Ugh, amazing. Sounds yeah. incredible. But like, why do a practice wedding? Why? Why just just get sign the license? Well, I can tell you my theory, but I don't know if you think this has any merit. I think this was promo for their new show, which is coming out on Hulu, I think next week. Yeah. And and they, you know, the show we know from the trailer, it features footage of Travis's proposal. So to me, it's highly possible that they'll get married like for real, for real on the show. And this is just a way to ensure that people will tune in. Yes. I definitely agree. And I also loved what friend of the pod Kardashian colloquium said about it, how it no longer matters about what is real, but what is newsworthy. And this was obviously like very newsworthy. Mm. Like people were very invested before they had any sort of confirmation. A hyper real elopement, very classically Kardashian. They made news that wasn't really news. First, by headlines leaked by sources close to them. And later by sharing images of themselves in a chapel, in the aesthetics of a wedding. And then obviously when we got the Instagram post, it was just like, what the fuck is happening? Just like a deeply weird and confusing thing. But I think also anything with the Kardashians is sort of like, at this point, I don't know, nothing's real. Like we know this. For some reason, this like annoyed me in a way where I was just like, like this would have been a cool move for both of them to just get married in Vegas. Yeah. And it's just like, now I have to watch. I'm actually, I'm not going to watch the show. I don't want to watch the Kardashians on Hulu. There's nothing about it that like appeals to me about watching this like Hulu. I feel like all the promo they're doing for it is making me less interested. Yeah. In the show. I don't care enough to watch. I think the only thing I care about is like seeing what Pete and Kim interact like, but I, I can see that in clips on Twitter the next day. You know? And you can like, dream about it in your head, which you do anyway. Yeah. I think about it all the time. Like, exactly. What do they talk about? I would yeah. love to know. I would love to personally be in that conversation. I don't think they talk about it. I think they just fuck all the time. I think they're still in that phase. You have to assume. You have yeah. to assume. But yeah, I don't know. I think this was just kind of boring because I like Courtney and Travis together. I was like, just like really, I was excited for them to have a little Vegas wedding. And now I'm like, that's such like, it's it's loser shit, you know? Yeah. It's weird. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor? 
flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's but lame. this also begs one kind of wacky slub question, which is are fake weddings in right now? Or are people kind of doing like like practice? And that was like a very Carrie Bradshaw way of me saying, like, I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, fake we- are fake weddings in right now? Um, Britney Spears has made a habit of confusingly only referring to her fiance, Sam Asghari, as her husband on Instagram. I don't know if you've noticed this, EJ. Yeah, hasn't she been doing this for a while? Yeah. Like a, and she, a couple weeks? She's clarified a few times that they're not legally married yet. And she actually just did a post where she was just like, I call my husband because my sister just kept like, she's like, call my husband in all caps because my sister always calls hers in all caps too. Like she's like making fun of Jamie Lynn as well with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's clarified several times that they're not actually married. She's just like calling him her husband for fun. Like, because Donatella Versace is still designing her wedding dress and all this other stuff. And she's like, I'm just doing it for fun. So and this then, I sort of get because yeah. I, me and my friends call like each other's partners, like husbands and wives, even if they're yeah. not officially married, just because it's like, it's easier. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I think it's embarrassing to have a boyfriend or girl to like say boyfriend or girlfriend at yeah. like 33, you know, like, yeah, so we just say then, husband. Like, my engaged friends like do that too sometimes where they're just like, this is like my husband. This is my wife. Yeah. I think it's yeah. somewhat normal. Although I hesitate to ascribe that adjective to anything about Britney in her life. Yeah. Um, and also, I think when a celebrity does it, I think it's baiting, like, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As a single American, that's not part of my culture. Um, but <laughs> I appreciate that that is for other people. But also, like, wasn't, like, a stunt wedding the plot of the Jennifer Lopez rom-com Marry Me? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Was have it? Peacock, you so would I didn't know. watch it. I didn't, I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> but I don't know. Just sign the damn papers. Courtney and Travis were tired. So back to back to back pop punk straight people news. Oh, it's my big, God. Yes. It's a big week for straight people and pop punk. So we've talked about Avril Lavigne on the podcast before, and she's been enjoying something of a revival of late. Thanks to the general pop punk resurgence, as well as her joining TikTok, which is why we had talked about her before. So I gave her latest album, Love Sucks, a pretty good review. Fun fact, she's actually now signed to Travis Barker's label. So there's some other straight people connections. I love when straight people can forge connections with each other. Yeah. I'm glad we can community together. Yeah. Um, And she also was recently part of a very viral, the only viral Grammy moment between SZA and Doja Cat because she presented the Grammy to them and then... SZA famously on her crutches that people don't believe she actually broke something (laughs) because she ran up to the stage and then Doja Cat almost missing her award because she was peeing. But now she's enjoying something of a renaissance in her romantic life as well, thanks to her engagement to Modson, as reported by people in a not-at-all-stage exclusive interview and photo shoot featuring a happy couple by the Sun River, which is the only way, like, I I hope that one day I get to announce an engagement through a very staged photo shoot in Paris for People magazine. Okay, but with a heart-shaped ring? Okay, I, I, the ring is fine to me. 
It's corny. How is it fine? How is it fine with you? <laughs> I don't I just, know. Please explain. It's like, it's corny. You know, the only, the ring that I hate, you know what celebrity ring I really hate is the Ariana Grande engagement ring. Ugh, so look tacky. Yeah, I want like a giant tacky ring and a $200 Vegas wedding. That's what I dream of. Um, yeah, I think that's beautiful. But so I don't, the, the heart shape ring, it's fine. Like I don't, I would personally not do a heart shape ring, but like I've seen again, crooked rings and much uglier rings. And so that one is inoffensive to me. It just seems like she spent the past 15 years into leaning into being as uh, tasteless as possible. Yes. And we will, we will get into everyone mm-hmm. that she's dated, but I need to explain because you have this question and everyone else had this question, mm-hmm. which is, who the fuck is Matson? Right. Her fiance. I am legitimately insane, probably. Mm-hmm. And so I've known about Matson for years. I don't know why. It's a piece of information, like many pieces of information I've absorbed into my brain and replaced all of my math skills and other important learned educational things with. But I now know everything about Matson, and I don't know why. Um, but I'm here to explain it. I'm here to, I'm happy to explain who Modson is and why I've been following him for years against my will. So the short of it is Modson is a musician, which is not why I was following him, even though I'm a music journalist, I don't care about his music. Um, he was in a bunch of pop punk and hardcore bands before becoming, I guess, a rapper, if that's what you want to call it. That's how he gained quote unquote wider recognition. If that's also what you want to call that, that's how I remember him being described when I first heard about him. So according to Wikipedia, his style of music was referred to as hippie hop. I don't care what, what to the investigate. fuck does that mean? I I don't care to investigate this further. Like if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can do that yourself or you can Venmo me $500 and I will tell you what hippie hop is, but I'm not doing that in my free time. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, it's not it's not for me. Um yeah. But anyway, back when he was quote unquote rapping, he became part of a very specific internet celeb circle that I found very very fascinating. And so this was back when people kind of gave a shit about Bella Thorne as this ex-Disney star turned Lindsay Lohan light party girl while he dated her around then. So this was like peak Bella Thorne Mm -hmm. celebrity that was happening. She's like, she's kind she's fell off. She's still like, I don't know. She's still got a lot of followers. I feel like she's fell off in sort of like the celebrity. Bella joining OnlyFans and getting everybody pissed off at her for like taking attention away from sex workers. I think that had a real negative impact on her. Yeah. Career. So. At this time, she was newly 21 and he was 32. I guess that's not like a crazy age difference, but people were really obsessed with that at that time um, and talked about it a lot. But I think it was also because Bella was an ex-Disney star, so people really, Mm -hmm. really cared about it. Um, And she was also dating, and this was the story that was getting even more attention at the time, then 20-year-old storytime YouTuber Tana Mongo. Mongo? Mongo? I think Monjo. Monjo? Okay. Just as you don't want to look up what hippie hop is, I don't want to look up how to pronounce people's names ever. Well, people so, probably, I feel like most people know who Tana is now at this point because she's done so many like insane fame hungry things. So anybody who listens to this podcast knows who Tana is. Yeah. So Bella and Tana were dating. People are obsessed with this for many reasons. One, again, Bella was at her sort of peak tabloid celebrity at this time, ex Disney star. An ex-Disney star dating a girl. It was giving Lindsay Lohan. Like, people were obsessed with that. People love to, like, um, talk about, like, girls dating because they think it's, like, so novel. And then eventually it came to be known that they were in a throuple together. 
Bella and Tana broke up in February 2019, and Bella and Maude's son broke up in April of that year. Bella then feuded with both the exes and later revealed that her and Maude had thrown a wedding. So it's unclear, again, more straight people connections, it's unclear how legal it was. But then Maude later did an interview where he said he got engaged, married, and divorced in the span of 15 months. I don't really care. The celebs um, love to pretend they got married. They and love, I feel I, I feel like with Bella, it's like age appropriate. But with Courtney, it's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, grow up. So anyway, like the other white rappers of that mid-aughts era, Mazan has now gone back to his rock roots. He gave up rap because he was bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's become buddies with Machine Gun Kelly. They both appeared in each other's weirdly overwrought musical short films that they've released in the last few years. Don't I'm not going to watch those. And in the midst of that, he started going public with Avril, and they confirmed their relationship last year. So in case you don't remember, Avril has had a truly insane list of exes. She mm-hmm. was married to Derek Wibley of Sum 41, Chad Kroger of Nickelback after. And I actually was a really big fan of theirs. I thought that they were really cute together. And I enjoyed them. And I, what I loved most about them, and I liked them more after they broke up because they remained friends. And he was there for her when she was struggling through Lyme disease. And even <laughs> and he even wrote a bunch of the he even co-wrote and produced a bunch of the songs on her like Lyme disease I Found God album. Is celebrities having Lyme disease like the same thing as celebrities saying they have exhaustion? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. We could cut that, but I don't I don't think Lyme disease is real. I think yeah. for celebrities. I think it's real in for real people. Um anyway, that's just me. But he like he just like he wrote a bunch of these songs and it was like years after they had gotten divorced. I just, I appreciated that. I thought that was really sweet. I like knowing that Chad Kroger and Avril were still friends. I hope they are still friends. And then, I, guess, I guess, I guess my thing is like I said earlier that she's like spent the past 20 years, like trying to lean into being as trashy as possible. And I don't, I, I don't think that's fair. Like, I think what I mean is that there was all this debate when she first came up over like whether she's punk, like, oh, she doesn't know who the Ramones are. And it was really stupid because obviously she wasn't. And obviously like the conversation shouldn't have been around her like having to prove her punk bona fides. It should have been like, oh, here's this talented vocalist who has a bunch of really good songs. Um, But that was the conversation. And Um, and it feels like she's just been continuously trolling the people who have interrogated her punk bona fides. I don't know. Like, I don't see it the same way. I think like she was making music that was very similar to all the other people that no one questioned <laughs> as like pop punk and emo artists. Like, I don't think like her music was any different than like, you know, Dashboard Confessional. Oh, I don't or- either. I like, don't either. you know, like, she was, like, a really, I think, she people question her because she was a teen girl. Like, it's the same shit that happens all the time. Like, people did that with Billie Eilish a few years ago where they were, like, um, oh, she doesn't know who Van Halen is, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like, people got, like, pissed at her for not knowing that stuff. And I think Avril was really talented. And I think she did what a lot of artists do, which is that she, you know, she was already pretty big. And so she decided to explore what it would mean to change her music. And she, again, was started as a teenager. And music is going to change when you're go- from like going from like 17 to 21. And so she became a little bit more pop. Her journey is the same as anyone else's, I think, because of the word punk people attach a certain level of like, um, I don't know, misunderstanding to it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was largely the way she like, I, I completely agree. Like it, yeah. it was a very misogynistic 
conversation. Um, but it it just seems to me like marrying the guy from the most hated like soft rock band in the world They're is just Canadian. a direct. It's just like a direct fuck you to the people who are like, oh, well, is she really punk? You know, which I sort of respect. And so I I was happy for them. And I feel like I can't be totally cynical about Maude and Avril because they're kind of cute together. Mm -hmm. And she seems genuinely happy. Like they did a few double or triple dates with Travis and Courtney and Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Mostly again, because they're, you know, Avril signed to Travis's label and Machine Gun Kelly and Maude's son are best friends and Machine Gun Kelly and Travis are best friends. You know, it's just like a weird web of um, tattooed pop punk boys. But they mostly seem to stay out of, the, out of the spotlight. Like, they're just very chill. I like them as a couple. He helped write some of the songs on our new album, Love Sucks, which, again, I quite enjoyed. I thought it was very good. I thought it was, like, it's, like, a return to her roots, but it was also, like, much more kind of, like, Blink-182 than she's ever been in her mm-hmm. in her career, um, which I think is a good fit for her. Like, I think she's had a lot of – it was a good mix of, like, the sort of girlfriend-era bubblegum yeah. Avril, like the like kind of like bratty Avril with like the emo Avril. And they also released a song that I love more than I probably should that no one else liked or cared about called Flames that I it, it's a pretty good song. I don't know. It's a fun little ballad, whatever. Um, it should have been a hit. And I'm rooting for this pocket sized couple. Good for them. So like, I guess the segue here is from short straight people to tall straight people, <laughs> which I think is a good segue. But Andrew Garfield um, is probably one of the most sought-after actors in Hollywood right now. He's cute as a button. He's British. He sings. He was nominated for Best Actor for Tick, Tick, Boom, which Britney loved. I didn't like. but I didn't retro- love it. Oh, you said you loved it. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I said I cried. <laughs> oh, that's not the same. You had a very emotional response to it. I was hungover on New Year's Day. I don't, I don't know how else to explain that. Well, a lot of people loved it, and a lot of people loved his performance in it. But until—the reason why we're talking about him now has nothing to do with the Oscars, but until at least last February, he was dating the Sports Illustrated model Alyssa Miller. They had been together for a while. She was his date at the SAG Awards. But then he showed up without her at the Oscars, and people were like, oh, maybe they're not together anymore. Um, And no one really cared because they weren't like a beloved couple. In fact, I think most people were probably excited about it because Andrew is— like, has such yeah. a huge fan following. Like, the stan culture around him is so ardent. Yeah. Um, I didn't and even the tab- know he had a girlfriend until this yeah, no, week. No one give no one give a shit. <laughs> no one cared. Um, no one cared until now. <laughs> and this is, and, and here's why. So you thought they weren't together anymore. Apparently not, according to Alyssa, who posted an extremely loved up photo of the two on Instagram with the caption, quote, if you must gossip, at least use a cute photo. LOL, love you, AJ, butterfly emoji, end quote. Um, So what would you think if you saw that photo? I assume you've seen the post. I mean, it's a deeply uncomfortable photo. That is the most awkward. Like, I was like, if you're you're trying to prove something, like, post a photo of y'all making out or something. I agree. She looks like she's about 55 in it. She's a beautiful woman, and she looks ancient in it. Oh, she looks, it's such bad lighting for her. It just does not make her look good. He is not even smiling. It's like he's giving one of those fake, like, like, someone's just, like, smile for the camera, and he's like, okay. Yeah. I I feel like she literally just took the most recent photo that she had of them on their camera roll and put it up. Yeah, just a bad selfie. Yeah. And second of all, immediately after she posts this, there's a blind item on Dumois, which is all anonymous because Dumois doesn't, you know, identify celebrities. 
But it's basically stating that, you know, a certain A-list celebrity's publicist has unfollowed this celebrity's ex-girlfriend after this Instagram post that makes it seem like they're still together, even though they're not. And his friends have unfollowed her as well. And it's very obvious they're talking about Andrew Garfield and Alyssa Miller. And um, then page six basically confirmed this by (laughs) publishing a really hilarious story, honestly, (laughs) quoting um, sources close to Garfield, including one saying, if she wanted to clear the air, why did she make the post so vague? From the outside looking in, it seems as though she was denying they split, but they definitely did. It's very confusing why she would do that. So everybody's just like confused about the post. Yeah. Um, And what makes this even more confusing is that weirdly, Alyssa has kept the post up. Three days later, the post is still up. It's embarrassing. It's so fucking embarrassing. And she said nothing, but she has dispatched another quote-unquote source close to her, which is, in my experience, just from reading a lot of tabloids growing up and knowing like a little bit about the industry, a source close to a celebrity is usually a publicist who doesn't want to like release an official statement on behalf of the celebrity themselves. Um, So basically... Alyssa's publicist, without identifying that she's the publicist, goes to page six to say, in no way was she pretending they were still dating. It was a very amicable breakup. She was just tired of them using old photos and also wanted to show that they ended on good terms. Do you believe this? No. I, okay, here's the thing. If I dated Andrew Garfield, first off, I would simply, you would never hear from me again. I would literally be off having sex with Andrew Garfield all the time. Like, oh, no one yeah. hear from me. Mm-hmm. But if we had broken up, you would, I would just, similar to the Elizabeth and Sunny text being released, you, I would just fall off the grid. Do you, are you saying that you would be such embarrassment a, you would be such a mess? Losing Andrew Garfield. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if I posted a photo like that, we either need to be together or you need to like 5150 me. I mean, it's just confusing because, like, yeah. in re- in rereading the caption, I guess I could see how she meant it that way. Like, it's not totally it's just, a- no. Well, it's like it's awkward, it's like but it's not totally thing. outside the realm of possibility. Like, I'll read it again. If you must gossip, at least use a cute photo. LOL, love you, AG. If that's how she meant it, like, if she meant, oh, we're not together anymore, but you know, no. ignore the gossip. Um, but we're totally cordial now. Then you should use the photo of like yourself shaking hands over a breakfast meeting. Yeah. Like, go into Shutterstock and search amicable breakup and yeah. post that. Like, two people gazing. Or at least, like, a, a better photo. Or at least a better photo where it doesn't look like you're still together. Yeah. Like, don't fuck with us like that. Yeah. I wonder if least, he's going to, like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think he can, like, sue? <laughs> I mean, sue like, her? a better, no, I actually, you know what? She should have done what every other celeb couple does, which is, like, post, like, the notes app statement. Mm-hmm. Of like, um, like the like kind of vague sort of like we have nothing but love for each other. Like this is the best like however long we've been together, and I will always cherish our time together. And then post like a, a like a kind of like old cute photo with it, yeah. Instead of like a weird caption that makes no sense and that does not clarify anything, and then a bad photo. Let's let's do himbo. <laughs> <laughs> So we've talked about this himbo before, but he may be our most popular himbo to date. Mm -hmm. Every few months, women seem to discover him for the very first time, 
launching a new wave of thirst all over social media. He has been all over my For You page and all over my Twitter timeline for like the last two weeks. Like it's just people are hungry for him again. So we're talking about none other than Thorin Bradley, the himbo lumberjack who does nothing but chop wood in the middle of a forest and hang in a log cabin. I haven't seen Thor on my FYP in a while, so it's surprising to see that he has somehow become even hornier. I don't know. I think I missed something. Like, he went from just, like, kind of, like, grunting, chopping wood to, like, being more directly horny mm-hmm. in how he chops the wood. Like, there's oh, yeah. a shift in the content that That's I a very missed. good insight. You're absolutely right. Yeah. it's He's, he's now baiting it a little bit more. Because before, again, like, it was already hot enough that he was chopping the wood. Like, he would take his shirt off. He chopped the wood. That's hot in and of itself. There's mm. nothing not hot about chopping wood. But like now he's just, I, you just, everyone just needs to listen to this. Just listen to the deeply sexual things he says while chopping one of the large number of stumps that he seems to have lying around. Ooh, fuck the wedge. Come on, open for me. Like, like first off, the glasses he put on are like Walgreens reading glasses. How are they going to save you from from a stump possibly full of water? Second, what? Why is he? Why is he sexualizing the stump? Why is he? Because he's become he's he's fallen into a classic himbo trap, which is that he's become too self aware and not self aware enough at the same time. Uh, They're becoming sentient. Yes, exactly. Like many himbos, he also did a thirst trap video set to our original himbo, actually our first ever himbo, Jack Harlow's. Oh, wow. And Rolling Stone cover star. I know. I mean, I I don't want to say that like we invented Jack Harlow the himbo. However, I believe the evidence presents itself. (laughs) I think you're right. We were early on it. Mm -hmm. We called him, we were brave enough to sexualize Jack Harlow. And look at him now. People don't okay. really give us enough credit for our courage on this podcast. We say things that people, other people don't want to say. It's true. It's true. We're like the Including, true Joe Rogan experience. I was, I bravely said Jack Harlow is hot. And look at where everyone is now. Everyone's losing their minds over him constantly. Anyway, he released a song called First Class, which samples Fergie's Peabody winning classic Glamorous. Um, What's Peabody? I don't know. <laughs> it was just an award I thought of. Isn't that like a journalism <laughs> award? I think it's a journalism sure. award. <laughs> okay, but is glamorous not journalism, EJ? In a way. I guess it's like, yeah, it's it's a capsule of like extreme wealth during the, you know, 2009 or two. She's writing a Rolling Stone cover story about herself. She's literally like, I'm writing first class up in the sky. Like she's giving the description of like her life. She's giving details. Yeah, yeah. she's giving. She's, she's giving scenes. About her childhood. She's like, I'm going to Taco Bell. Like drive through raw as hell. It's just, I mean, it's a classic song. Anyway, mm-hmm. he sampled it. Everyone's really horny for that song. This is like a little bit of a tangent, but like a lot of himbos are making videos. Thirst trap set to a song by a himbo, which is just like, okay, but. Of course, Thorin Bradley also did this. And I do love that famously horny TikToker Fanita, who I'm obsessed with, was calling out his complete pivot pivot to full-time PG porn. Mm -hmm. So the one thing about Thorin is that he is almost too much of a himbo, which is hot and very dumb. And we pointed out his wacky tweets and captions before and the vaguely inspirational rhetoric he spouts that neither of us care for or want from him. So to give you a taste, we're we're going to bring back a game of who said it, Thorin Bradley or Trump? Yes. So initially we did this with um, presidents in general. 
Yeah. But when I actually looked at Trump's um, quote page on Goodreads, it was actually <laughs> – I, I thought this would be much more difficult because it's kind of hard to tell the difference. Like, I didn't yeah. – I don't even really remember which one yeah. is which. But, okay, but let's 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 play. Um, trauma, an unwanted reason to grow or an excuse not to. Your call. Who said it? Thorne Bradley or Trump? I'm going to say Thorne Bradley. You're correct. Okay. Okay, next. Wow. Get going. Move forward. Aim high. Plan a takeoff. Don't just sit on the runway and hope someone will come along and push the airplane. It simply won't happen. Change your attitude and gain some altitude. I'm going to say Thorne Bradley again. Incorrect. That's Trump. What was he saying that for? These are these are a lot. A lot of these are from his books. So it's not like, really Trump. It's like his ghostwriter. First off, <laughs> I didn't realize he could write. Second, the only Trump quote I know is about Barney Frank's nipples, which we've talked about before. And I'll oh, bring yeah. up every time we talk about Trump. <laughs> well, that, that's the most important thing that he's ever said. I really, again, in, in the vein of like being brave enough to say the things that nobody will say. I fucking miss Trump on Twitter. He was hilarious on Twitter. I mean, you and me both. That was that was a good time sometimes. Nobody is willing to say it. Like if I tweeted yeah. that, I'd be canceled instantly. But it, it was a good time. Kofifi? Oh, jeez. Classic. Changed the it, world. It was funny. He I gotta say. Took a dump every morning, said whatever was on his mind, <laughs> and it was hilarious. Same. Except when it was like undermining democracy. But you know, mm-hmm. y- y- you win some, you lose some. Okay, yeah. here's, the, here's the next one. When the date changes, your circumstances will not. Tomorrow morning is as just as much a fresh start as January 1st. If you're not excited enough about the change to start it tomorrow, I've got some news. Thorne Bradley Thorin. or Trump? Thorne. Correct. Very good. Watch, listen, and learn. You can't know it all yourself. Anyone who thinks they do is destined for mediocrity. Trump? Correct. Very good. You're learning. You're becoming <laughs> sentient like the himbos. <laughs> I'm all about self-love, but I'm going to keep it real. Some of y'all don't have the hygiene to be this confident. I know it's Thorin, but I kind of wish Trump had said that. It seems like something they'd say. Yeah. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter what they write as long as you've got a young and beautiful piece of ass. Trump. Correct. Also, great quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. It's, it's really, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's, this is why we miss him on Twitter. <laughs> Just because you can't hear the clapping or cheering for your success every day doesn't mean you have haters. Most of us want to see you win. We just don't have time to go to every away game. Thorin. Correct. And also, this is an insanely confused metaphor. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's trying to say. I don't know either. Okay, next. Saying you don't need a man or woman isn't a flex. It's ignorant and incredibly dismissive. Unless you're fixing cars, power lines, healing, and cultivating your own food, you need plenty of us. Your emotional unavailability has manifested a false sense of independence. Gross. Thorin? Correct. I like thinking big. I always have. To me, it's very simple. If you're going to be thinking anyway, you might as well think big. Uh, Trump. Correct. Um, you did great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, um... I mean, I just I I would prefer if if Thorin Bradley, aka at Bradley Thor on TikTok, didn't write or talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate more when he grunts and says things like "fuck the wedge." Yes, but that's just one woman's opinion. Two no, I opinion. I two women's opinion. I agree. Yeah, 
I would much rather Trump be back on social media than Lauren Bradley express his thoughts. Listen, your lips, God's ears, you know. Um, (laughs) But we are are very proud to keep Lauren Bradley in our himbo harem. So thank you for somehow getting hornier and more himboer over time. I hope to return to him in like six more months and he's saying something even hornier on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Just... At that point, just moaning. That's all we probably. need to hear from him. Yeah. He's probably just going to fuck a stump by the time we talk about him next. Fine. Good. Fine I, with me. I pray, I pray for it. Ooh, fuck the wedge. Thanks so much for listening to Don't Let This Flop, brought to you by Rolling Stone and Cumulus Podcast Network, written and hosted by me, Brittany Spanos, and EJ Dixon. Executive produced by Jason Fine, Bridget Shelsey, and Elizabeth Garber-Paul. Edited by Dan Stein and original music composed by Daniel Merksloft. 